a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, episode 88. Uh, an interesting day today, a little shuffling of the schedule. Uh, y- you'll notice that you didn't get to hear the coronavirus call-in this morning. That's this wonderful program that has been brought to you by uh, the fantastic Jeff Kaplan uh, and the bosses here at KSL News Radio in conjunction with the coronavirus task force here at the state level. It has been so extremely important and informative each day as uh, doctors and business folks and the smart people who really uh, are able to give good, clear, concise, and authoritative explanations to every facet of this fight in which you and I are engaged. And it is exactly that. There is a foe in front of us. Uh, Yeah, it's an invisible one uh, on the microscopic level, but you and I... Uh, have joined together shoulder to shoulder, uh, figuratively, of course. Our shoulders will never touch again, of course, or we'll uh, get bitten by the coronavirus bug. Uh, but you and I are figuratively shoulder to shoulder engaged in this uh, this battle, and we're doing well. I, I keep repeating this daily uh, that here in the state of Utah, we have two categories uh, for which we should take great, great pride uh, in the data, and it is uh, per capita deaths. We are among the lowest in the world. Here in the state of Utah, our per capita death rate is uh, lower than almost anywhere else in the world, certainly uh, leading here in the United States. The only two uh, states who have a lower per capita death rate here in the United States, uh, Hawaii and Wyoming. And then in terms of per capita testing, per capita testing here uh, in the state of Utah, we are ranked in the top 10 uh, amongst the rest of the United States. Those are wonderful, wonderful numbers. And uh, the capacity of our healthcare system and the hospitals all around this great state, uh, they are operating still within their capacity. In fact, as I have spoken to folks, there is great, great room still left over. There's a lot of room to move around. Uh, and that is so wonderful and encouraging. And uh, it has led to one of the announcements uh, made today by Governor Gary Herbert. He uh, shared some information in the press conference, which is, uh, I think, just wrapping up now. Let me uh, dip back in. Uh, No, the governor has taken back to the mic, kind of summarizing some things. We heard from a number of folks this morning, uh, or this afternoon, rather, led off by the governor as he essentially described uh, the second version of the state's plan, which he has titled Utah Leads Together. Right now, we uh, are operating under Utah Leads Together 2.0. There are various phases (laughs) of this plan. Uh, We currently are in the tail end of the urgency phase. And once stabilization starts which the governor predicts may uh, get going uh, at the the first part of May, uh, we're going to see a number of things return to operation. 
and I talked to, to you a moment ago about the capacity of our hospitals and uh, healthcare system here in the state not really be being taxed as uh, we have seen in some of those shocking videos around the world, particularly Italy. Remember some of those videos uh, where the healthcare professional would walk through with a camera and there would be an eerie silence disrupted only by the <sighs> of the ventilators and the beep, beep, beep. Uh, of the monitors keeping track of the vital signs. Uh, we, we didn't encounter any of that here in the state of Utah. And to hear Dr. Angela Dunn, the state epidemiologist, describe uh, the reasoning why, it's because uh, you and I uh, have exercised good discipline, maintained good social distancing. Uh, we have stayed home. We have stayed safe. Uh, and that has led to the saving of lives. There's another I interesting uh, element that Dr. Dunn points out from time to time, and it is that here in the state of Utah, we are a relatively young population. Our average age here in the state is lower uh, than it is uh, really anywhere uh, else in the United States, and that has been to our benefit as well, a more resilient population uh, found among younger people. Uh, and so th that's a good thing for us. Um, one of the Things mentioned by Stuart Adams as he, or no, I'm sorry, there's a point I need to finish making here, and it is in uh, what the governor had to share, and it is that elective procedures uh, may be uh, back on the books. Uh, those medical procedures which, uh, you know, aren't necessarily life-saving, uh, but uh, are life-improving or life-altering and uh, have been decided uh, upon by patient and uh, provider. Well, well, those things may be uh, ramping up again. And that's been an interesting thing. Uh, it is, it's difficult to uh, have sympathy uh, for the financial situation of doctors when it is strained because uh, you and I think of doctors as like super rich, driving like the Mercedes types, uh, living in the big houses uh, with their second home out in Deer Valley and places like that. Uh, well, you know, they, they got to make a living too. And uh, <laughs> listen, I know it's funny to say that, uh, but listen, they are supported by healthcare professionals whose abilities are specially tailored to that doctor's specialty. Does that make sense? So when elected elective procedures uh, became, you know, when they were canceled here in the state of Utah, all of those support staff, which in some cases are, are minimum wage folks, or at least those uh, who are living on pretty tight margins, uh, where they might be uh, knocking on the door of paycheck to paycheck, and they've been out of work for some time. So that's very good news that uh, the, the support staff, uh, those medical professionals who support uh, uh, the doctors performing these elective procedures, uh, there's a good chance they may be back to work soon, too. The governor, governor also mentioned that we may see uh, dining rooms in restaurants open again and gyms, gymnasiums, you know, the Vasa Fitness types and the, uh, the Planet Fitness and all kinds of places like that may be back open. Those uh, reopenings, of course, dependent on uh, maintaining proper cleaning procedures and sanitization and all that. Uh, what do you think about all this? you have any thoughts yet? Uh, it is odd to think of, uh, you know, returning to normal. We, it's been my observation in my you know, limited few years of life so far that human beings, uh, we have a remarkable ability to adapt uh, to new circumstances. We uh, can really face anything, uh, and we can allow our circumstances to become the norm relatively quickly. I was thinking about uh, myself. I've been here for a month now uh, working in near isolation. You know, I get to talk to you uh, each day, but I don't get to see your face. I don't get to uh, hear back from you. I, I miss the, the newsroom. Uh, Producer Amy and I have been working back and forth uh, via video chat for a month now. 
I'm a little anxious to return to the world. I have become very comfortable, and it has become the routine that I uh, operate from this little guest bedroom. Uh, well, I, I just wonder what you are looking forward to, or if you have any apprehensions or anxieties about returning to normalcy. Uh, why don't you send me a text? Uh, share with me your thoughts. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line. 57500. I would so much love to hear from you. In the, in the next segment, as a matter of fact, uh, I have heard from some of you. Uh, you've been very kind to, to leave voicemails, share with me some of your thoughts and feelings, how this uh, coronavirus deal has impacted you. Uh, and if you had any advice for folks, uh, and uh, Amy has done some great work compiling uh, all of your comments, and I'm going to uh, air some of those for you in the next segment. I look forward to, to hearing from you, and that'll be a, a good treat and uh, nice to hear <laughs> you know, from other folks that are enduring this stuff. Uh, I want to make one last comment before I, I go to break, and it stems from the president's press conference of yesterday where he really kicked off in earnest uh, the optimism of the nation moving closer to a reopening uh, of the country's businesses. Uh, in fact, he, he, he spoke in, in terms that were very comforting and I think respective of the various needs and desires uh, and decisions made by the various states around the country. Uh, there are those, uh, New York State in particular, who are not ready to operate on the uh, aggressive timeline the president has proposed uh, or Governor Gary Herbert has proposed. And uh, the president just yesterday, uh, he said, he said that he uh, will not stand in the way of any governor uh, who you know, ha has certain ideas for their state in terms of orders and protocol and procedure and the timeline for reopening things. Uh, but you know, he did certainly signal his desire for things to open quickly when he made reference to those states that were ready to hop on board his timeline uh, and that uh, the great vast resources of the federal government would be made available to those states in an effort to get things going again. Now, Donald Trump is a, a politician. Well, you, you know, you know, you know who Donald Trump is, right? Uh, I, you know, in, in terms of like what is medically prudent, I always defer to the two experts uh, who flank him each day at those press conferences. Though th those two folks being Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, and, and, Bar uh, and Dr. Burks. And it was immediately following the president's remarks yesterday, where he laid out this reopening plan that Dr. Burks took to the microphone and said, "Yeah, that'll work." You know, that fits within uh, our guidelines. That fits within my advice. And it was wonderful to hear those supportive words uh, from a true medical professional who has been around uh, uh, virulent diseases her entire career, who knows what it takes to combat them, to support uh, the the steps we are now taking to reopen this government. Uh, that was wonderfully encouraging. Uh, I'm late for a break. I apologize to those back in the booth. Uh, I'm going to step away. Uh, this is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We'll be back in a moment here on KSL News Radio.